Well, hello there. I'm Beverly Jessup, CEO and teletherapist, entrepreneur, seeing clients all over the world online. But it wasn't always like that. When I had to move to a different school, different clinic, hospitals, I had to hustle to get more clients and I was exhausted. But now I have grown a purely online business that gives me the freedom and lifestyle that I would have only dreamed of. And now I choose which clients I work with, what hours I work, and at a price level that works for me and my client to make my business profitable. So that if you are a teletherapist and you want to transition from working face-to-face to online therapy and want to learn how you can do that on auto, then you are in the right place. I created Women in Action podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you do the same. And in this podcast, I will be talking to other women other entrepreneurs who have taken action to grow their business online and you will get educational podcasts where I'll be doing interviews with people related to business as well as teletherapy information and how you can make your teletherapy actionable, interesting and accessible and attractive so that your clients want you and your superpowers to work. So let's get started. Hi! It's lovely to have you here on the Women in Action podcast. I'm really excited to learn more about you and, you know, for the listeners here to also to find out what it's like to be you, you know, because you've got some unique um, skills and talents, experience that they probably don't really know about. And um, so tell me, tell me about who you are and where you come from and what you do or have done in the past. And I know you are transitioning from one business to another um, and you've got some things to tell me about your family as well, which is really unique. So yeah, let's go for it. All right, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And yeah, um, I have been a licensed massage therapist for the past 17 years and then when COVID hit, like many other businesses, you know, that hit me pretty hard. And I, it got me thinking about how I could transition into something different that was more in the online space. And I love personal development. I've read a bunch of books. And a lot of the authors have referenced getting coached or having a mentor and how it helped them so much. So that really got me thinking, you know, maybe there really is something to this. So I decided to go back to school to become a life coach. And I went to Health Coach Institute, which was fabulous. And so now I am starting a new business as a life coach specifically for parents with special needs kids. Okay. Now, very interesting. Tell me why you've chosen that particular niche. I have chosen that. Yeah, I've chosen to be a life coach for parents with special needs kids because I have two special needs kids. And I know firsthand, 
you know, the many challenges they face on a daily basis. And I want to be able to help them, encourage them, provide a support group for them. Um, I just know it can feel um, heavy at times. And there's a lot of, um, you can feel lonely, you know, because you're going through so much and not everybody else understands the struggles you're going through. And so I really wanted to provide um, support for these parents and also have a private Facebook group where they could connect with each other and, you know, hop on there and say, hey, I'm really having a rough day today or, oh, I'm so excited. My little one does this or whatever, just a private safe group that they can uh, support each other and encourage each other. That sounds great, you know, because as a, a speech language therapist, um, I work with, obviously I work with parents who've got children with special needs, um, but we only get a kind of like half an hour, an hour glimpse into their lives, whether it's online or whether it's offline. I mean, at the moment, everything is online for me. Um, but, you know, we, we don't really get an idea of what it's like on a day-to-day basis. So what is it like? What is life like having not just one, but two children with special needs? Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot. Um, so my children have a very rare syndrome called Allen Herndon Dudley syndrome. And so it's really similar to cerebral palsy. Their brain works, but their muscles don't work right. And so they aren't able to walk, talk or feed themselves. So they have a G tube and um, they basically get feedings through the G-tube every three hours. So it's kind of like a newborn baby where, you know, they they can only handle liquid obviously through the G-tube. And so they can't go for long stretches of time without eating. So it's constantly um, between medicine, feedings, diaper changes, therapy appointments, doctor appointments. It is a full-time job. And um, yeah, like I said, having one, high level special needs child is a lot having two is really a lot wow wow i would say that you're probably superhuman you know (laughs) (laughs) is that possible i mean how what sort of tips would you give to um women uh parents i mean i mean it could be men as well obviously you know but i'm just thinking of women because my podcast is women in action um what sort of tips would you give then to parents who are struggling with with children with high special needs, high dependency like you have? Yeah, absolutely. So my first thing would be getting connected to some support. So whether that's someone that can come into the house once a week, uh, two times a week, whatever you can do, and maybe they don't feel comfortable working with your high level special needs, if they could just come in and maybe cook a meal, help with laundry, dishes, whatever. But I would encourage these parents to reach out and ask for help. It's impossible to do it all ourselves. I mean, it would run ourselves ragged if we literally tried to do everything. So I would say step number one is learn to be comfortable asking for help. It's not selfish, it's not being lazy. It's, it's almost like mandatory for sanity and so that you can be the best parent for your child. And then number two, I would say outside of asking for help, 
get connected to a support group, you know, whether that's through Facebook or some other source, whether it's, you know, local, um, you need a small group of people that you feel safe with, that you can call, text, um, email, message, whatever. But it's really important that you be able to talk about what you're going through and have someone that you know um, will just lovingly support you because it can feel overwhelming at times. And I think, you know, between asking for help and having a good, safe support group, those things can be life-saving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, I, I think I think about you sort of being a businesswoman and also having these other um, okay, skills, you know, because they are skills, having to juggle both um, so business skills as well as, you know, running a business, but also running a home and a family. How do you juggle the two? <laughs> well, I couldn't do it without my husband. And um, my mom actually lives with us. So she is a huge help. She actually watches um, one of my children during the night while I'm with the other one, because if the two of them were in the same room together, uh, I don't think anybody would be getting any sleep at all. So I have lo a lot of hands-on support from my mom as well as my husband. And so that enables me to, you know, still be able to put time and effort into running a business. Yeah. And from a therapy point of view, I mean, um, it sounds like you must have lots of input from therapists. Um, do you have a speech therapist as well? Yes. Yeah, so both of my boys have speech therapy, physical therapy and occupational therapy every week. Wow. OK, so there's yeah. lots of appointments to go to as well. Yeah, lots of appointments and both doctor appointments and therapy appointments. OK. And I mean, do, does your both your boys have communication aids or some sort of system to communicate? Yeah, so I'm very excited after trying for more than a year to get my older son, Isaiah, who's five. Um, I finally got him an eye gaze device, which is so exciting because, yeah. you know, like I said, their brain works. They understand what's going on. Um, so he may not be able to talk or hold a toy or point to something, but he does have things he wants to express. And so with the eye gaze device, it basically connects to the child's eyes and they can look at an image or a word. Uh, and so they can kind of grow with it as they get older. But when they're younger, it starts with a lot of games. Like he could look at the piano, he could look at a saxophone or a guitar, and then the eye gaze will play whichever instrument he looks at that's just an example, but it starts to help the child understand that they can control with their eyes. And basically we work with them from there, transitioning into words, and then they can express themselves. So I'm very excited to have that the is, eye gaze device. That is very exciting because I mean, I um, have worked with um, children with uh, using communication aids, you know, through uh, the webcam really, um, and advising them how to, well, training the parents and training the carers on uh, using the devices. So which device have you got in place? We have the Toby Dynavox. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Right. So, I mean, I know you are, um, you've got a book 
as well. You've you've managed to find time to write a book. Um, <laughs> I don't know how, but tell us about your book. Well, I refer to it more as a guide. It's not quite a, a full book, but it's called the SOS Sleep Guide. And I wrote it because um, from my own experience, as well as talking to other parents with special needs kids, especially high level special needs, um, a lot of us have struggled with getting our special needs child to fall asleep and stay asleep. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to take all this stuff I've learned and I'm going to put it into a guide. So I did write this. I put it into a format for those that learn better through reading. They can just click the PDF and read it. And then those who learn better through listening, I actually recorded myself reading the entire SOS sleep guide. And so they can just hit play and listen to me as I read it while they're doing dishes or folding laundry or driving or whatever. Um, and I included a five minute video of me massaging my child's feet because one of the 12 tips is actually, um, I recommend that you massage your child's feet because it's so relaxing. There's so many benefits to getting a foot massage and it just helps them wind down and drift off to sleep so much faster. So having been a massage therapist for 17 years, I thought, oh, why don't I just include a little video where I actually show you how you can massage your child's feet? Oh, that's brilliant because I remember when my youngest, I didn't do this with my other two children, but with my youngest, I went on a course, a baby massage course. And it was oh, beautiful because something my child, my baby always had problems with was colic. And at mm. that time I used to massage his stomach and it really did help. He slept really well. So, um, yes. Yeah. Wonderful. And there's also one other thing in the SOS sleep guide bundle. It's um, a worksheet. So I kind of make it simple where you could just fill in the blanks to customize it for your child. So you can take these 12 tips and, and be like, okay, this is how it's going to work for, for me and my child. So wow. that sounds brilliant. Excited. How can Thank we you. get hold of that sleep guide and all the checklists and things? Um, they can go to um, you can my drop website. Yeah, you can yeah. drop the link um, below and I'll put it in the description um, bar down below. So when people um, are subscribing to this challenge, challenge channel, they can also find the link in the um, in the transcript as well. So if you yes. me that, that'd be we great. can do the link. And then they could also go to my website, which is www.blessedbeyondmeasurecoaching.com. And um, one other place that may be a little easier is um, it's there's a link in my bio on Instagram, which is at Tari Nadia, T-A-H-R-I-N-A-D-Y-A. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So definitely have a check out those, uh, those links and... Um, people can get in touch with you there. Um, before we go, I know that you are um, you are a Christian, like I am. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we've got that kind of connection. And um, tell me how your faith has had uh, an impact on your, on your uh, life, and you know your experience with family life as well. Oh, absolutely. I can't even imagine going through all of this without my faith. Um, 
I pray every day. I read the Bible. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, but I really started delving into trying to figure out what I believe and why I believe it when I became a teenager, more like 16. And I started doing some real digging and um, I just, um, I, I went on a couple mission trips and it really, really deepened my relationship with the Lord because I saw firsthand how, you know, we, we were praying about certain issues and it kind of looked like, oh no, how is this going to work out? And then, you know, he would allow everything to work out. And that happened so many times that my faith became really alive for me because it's like, I saw him providing for us um, both on the mission field. And then, you know, once I got back home and so um, being able to just know that God is in control and reach out to him has been so wonderful. Uh, I, I honestly can't imagine trying to live my life without God or without, you know, faith being a part of my life. Yeah, I think it's such, it becomes such an important part of your life in all aspects of your life, isn't it? I mean, uh, absolutely. I know that I, I wrote a recent post about anxiety and we all suffer from anxiety. I know I do too. And um, when I don't have time with God, I don't pray and I don't sort of reflect on his blessings, then the anxiety levels um, increase. And when I sit yeah. down and have time with him, they just almost disappear. It doesn't mean those worries have gone in that, um, you know, it's all sorted out with a magic pill or something, but it's just that I know that he's in control. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been really lovely talking to you and thank you so much for coming on Women in Action podcast. And hopefully we can talk again. So yes. maybe tell us about how um, your journey with the Toby Dynabox has, has been going. That'll be an interesting chat. I would love that. Thank you again so much for having me. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, and if you want to have more information on how to grow your teletherapy business, get your clients engaged and motivated and market it so that you have a steady stream of clients on auto then click on the links below on free resources that I have and you might also want to book a call with me so that I can show you how I help clients build a profitable teletherapy business so until next week see you again